Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the DMs Book Club. This episode was made in collaboration with my wonderful guest host Hamilton of Dragon's Duel, the D&D game show. In Dragon's Duel, two teams of contestants battle through six improv and trivia rounds based on the six abilities to score points towards their D&D character. It's an absolutely brilliant show, one of which I've guested on in the past. I actually created the character Hella the Smash Dagger, a dwarven bard. You can catch Dragon's Duel over on their Twitch channel, that's twitch.tv forward slash dragons underscore duel, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome to the DMs Book Club. <laughs> Yay! A podcast where we talk about some Dungeons and Dragons and discuss how we might keep it, uh, put it in our role-playing campaigns. This is a first. <laughs> a first. Uh, with me today, I am joined by the wonderful Hamilton, uh, GM and host extraordinaire of Dragons Duel, for some well, some collaboration episodes. Hamilton, yes. how are you, my friend? I'm very good. It's very weird being hosted. <laughs> for once, yes. I must admit. So, yeah, no, I'm very good. I'm very excited to be here. We've got some great things we're going to talk about. And um, mm. I am, as you know, number one fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but after my mother, I think it's it's, okay. your, it's you and my mother. I think are the <laughs> most regular ones. But I am very appreciative of that. Um, I guess before we start, then, uh, yeah. do you want to talk to us a bit about your uh, RPG experience and just maybe tell us a bit about Dragon Jewel Ooh, and okay. what that is all about? Right, RPG experience, uh, short and sweet. I mm. originally was into RPGs when I was a preteen, young teenager in the nineties. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told this on another podcast that I did where I got interviewed where I had a very weird experience with a friend whose mum was American who took me to Glastonbury at four o'clock in the morning, got us up when I was staying at my friend's house, took me to Glastonbury tour, told me to put crystals in in, a, in the tour and right. freaked us out in the middle of a rainstorm. It was like the weirdest experience ever. And afterwards, because <laughs> it's Glastonbury, took us to this little shop and said, oh, you can just buy some books, you know, buy because we clearly looked freaked out. <laughs> she was a major hippie. She was lovely, but like... Yeah, super. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it was a whole experience. Anyway, without boring too much of the details, ended up in no. a shop that sold loads of Forgotten Realms books, like random. Ah. I was like 11 or something. I don't know, 10, 11. And yeah, just thought, oh, that she said, you can buy a book, you know. And I said, oh, OK, I'll buy this one. And it was one of the Forgotten Realms sort of drizzit novels of the time. And sort of, I can't remember. I don't think it was the first one. It was like a random one. And I can't remember it because I was so young. I, you know, when you read books when you're young, you don't take them in. No, yeah. but my friend also at the same time bought a player's handbook because they sold like it was just like one of those shops, and uh, they, me and them used to play the Planescape Torment games on the, the computer. So we got into so he started doing some D and E groups, and he got really into it. I just read the books mm. really, and so mm. I had a bit of a time with sort of Warhammer as well at the same time, and that when I was a teenager. Then I hit about twenty. 27? <laughs> 27 or something like that. I moved, <laughs> moved from London back to Bath and mm. sort of thought, hey, I I need, I should try and make some new friends again because I'm moving to a new city. Like, what could I do? So mm. I joined a board gaming group and started mm. a D&D group out of that. Wow. Then, so uh, yeah. were you straight into like fifth edition then or were yeah, you an early edition. edition? Yeah, that was straight into fifth edition. Mm. I did, there was like, I went to a board game group that had this quiet corner where there was people making noises and speaking in funny accents. And I was like, what are they doing? And, uh, <laughs> and and they were like, they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I was like, oh, Dungeons and Dragons. I haven't played that in years. This sounds like fun. Mm. 
And so, yeah. And then, you know, the usual four years later, I start a D&D game show on Twitch. Of course. <laughs> you know, of course. As the Why don't profession. you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love how that the, your origin story has got to be, the, the for me, the most interesting and bizarre one. Yes. And then you're like, but def- enough about that. Am I... That sounds like an adventure quest in itself. It like, you must come to Glastonbury, <laughs> quick, the crystals, yeah. you know? <laughs> no, it was very strange. Like, you know when you just go and stay at a friend's house, you're like, I'll go stay at their house on a Saturday night or something, because yeah. uh, I had to go to school on Saturdays, because that's the way it was. So after school on a Saturday, went to the house, stayed the night. No talk of getting up early in the morning, just literally, like, <laughs> rap on the door. <laughs> we need to get in the car, and it was like a thunderstorm it was i remember it was and we were up this tour up the tour and it was like if you jumped you moved do you know what i mean like you jump it was so windy because it's like in a plane for people out there who don't know glastonbury it's just a plane there's this little mound and it was just like i just remember feeling like and then putting crystals in it and having to make wish it it was just weird it was so weird it was just one of those moments and that's not the weirdest thing that's happened to me so we'll see (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of going, it sounds like you were like on one of those uh, like limbo or planes of chaos. But so speaking of the soon, yeah, the <laughs> seamless link of planes, uh, you've chosen a very interesting uh, yes. topic today. So do you want to introduce what are we talking about today? So we are talking about the factions of Sigil or Sigil, mm. <laughs> if you're Matt Mercer. Questionable. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, I noticed that on your show, you've done a lot of plane, planescaping plane walking mm. i guess and i thought this is a really interesting uh, they're an interesting group of people for people that don't know that uh basically i remember reading that the people who wrote the planescape and came up with the factions sort of said they were trying to come up with these factions ideas and they said oh you know what about all those people you know at university go like dude what if the universe was and then insert here and each of those factions is meant to be one of those like oh dude but we're all like immortal or we're all really dead and stuff like that and if you you can just if you look at all of them you can just think of the person who's just that's um pop psychology Mm. sort of pop philosophy even sort of motto Mm. so that's what they are i think they're a really good thing to add to any campaign i mean i think Mm. it's great but i think you could it gives an idea of thinking about alignment differently Given yes. philosophy maybe and mm. i don't know if you if someone could bring that in to whatever they're doing <laughs> however they yeah. wish because they do act on all the planes supposedly so yeah so yeah so yeah i like the idea when i was reading through this because again I, i've not really known much about sigil or sigil or however we pronounce it um yes. and yes this idea of having a faction is almost like an extra little thing so obviously you having your backgrounds your classes etc and then it's like here's something else on top of it there's yeah. um i'm sure you're aware of it hamilton but there's um uh Acquisitions Incorporated, yes. they do a similar, a, a similar but on a much smaller, smaller scale where you have positions in a company where mm-hmm. there is the uh, the, uh, the the uh, documenter and, and all that sort of thing. So they have little things for this. This is obviously slightly higher up, so it affects everyone on every plane. Yeah. And there's like, yeah, like a philosophy or a point of view about the multiverse, yeah. which I've not seen that before. But I guess before we get too much into it, just in case... You know, not for me, but for the uninitiated. Do you want to describe what Sigil is? Like, okay, what, what yeah. are the main things to know about it, I guess? So, yeah, oh, Sigil itself. So, uh, in the sort of the, the, I think it still actually exists in the current. Uh, it does, yeah. Me. It does, uh, which is the sort of, uh, there's the outer planes and the inner planes, which people should know. So, the inner planes are the material plane, the Feywild, Shadowfell, uh, and the elemental planes. 
and then you've got the outer planes. Um, and all these outer planes are seemingly connected to this thing called the Outlands, which is like a circuit. Mm. There's a big circle, uh, and then at each of the sort of quadrants of this circle are all the the outer planes. So the Nine Hells, Archeron, Battle. Sorry, I'm not going to test you on what, yeah, what the names yeah, are. Yeah, yeah no, 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 there's, there's, there's quite then, a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Yeah, let's just try to give a few. And then in the mid, then each of those have a little gate town that goes to this outer ring. And then mm-hmm. this little area's got funky, weird things happening in the middle of it. And then right in the center is a spire with a sort of donut shaped uh, object that surrounds it, which is the city of Sigil. Uh, mm. And it is the centre of the multiverse, in theory, and it is ruled... It, well, let's not go into that. It's got it's got <laughs> portals to everywhere. It's called the City of Doors because it has portals yeah. to all of the other places. It's ruled mm. over by uh, a person called the Lady of Pain who is pretty much immortal. Like, mm. I think always considered the highest of the highest um, sort of... You can't fight her, basically. She's, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's... I, I, as I've understood, because again, from, from my brief, brief look yeah. in all sort of the, the fifth edition stuff, there isn't much or too much on Sigil or Sigil no. um, currently, but obviously in older editions there are, and obviously there's lots of discussions there, such as the, the the Planescape one you sent us. But yeah, this idea of the Lady of Pain, like this sort of a... She's again, correct me if I'm wrong, but she, no one's ever seen her. Is that right? Or she's just like an overarching sort of presence? Yeah, she does float around the sky in, in Ooh, Sigil. Terrifying. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. She doesn't really speak. Uh, she doesn't speak. At, I don't think she speaks at all. I don't think anyone's heard her. But she has these things, mm-hmm. creatures called Daboos, which look like um, the Grinch, basically. Like, oh, uh, cool. those, I can't remember the name of the people in the city, the town that they're. But. Um, yeah, and they sort of, they don't talk either. They talk in those, like, uh, pictograms that are, like, oh, a boat cool. with a, it would be, like, or, and then an M, or, like, a, the sign, a shape of an or. So it would be, like, mm. more, uh, without getting too deep into that. And oh, then, so, like, like a, like a yeah, p- pictograms, or, as I think, like, windings, essentially. Yes, yeah, <laughs> like, they speak like windings, yeah, they speak in visual windings. Uh, it's wow. an easy place, I know. And, yeah. um, and with that, it's because it's, like, no gods can get in there. So mm-hmm. it's kind of free from the gods and therefore it's sort of open to this philosophy, I guess. And that's where mm-hmm. I think these factions have come in and the Lady of Pain sort of maintains order of the factions. She doesn't like one getting too big or too small. And she mm-hmm. does that by mazing people, <laughs> which is like, I don't like you. You're just going to get mazed and chucked in a maze for infinite time. Oh. Or, or just you will just turn into blood. You know, she's pretty powerful. She just like, you know, points at you and you die. That's kind of what she does. You're like, mm, don't don't mess with her. Yeah, essentially. She's like killed <laughs> gods and stuff. Like, she's, mm. yeah, I think even yeah, there's lots of you can read loads about it. She's quite quite an incredible character. Yeah, so. and yeah, just going back to there was a in the document you sent me there was this a great thing about because there's like three things to really to get the idea of the planescape and stuff. So obviously, like you said, like that sigil is the center of the multiverse. But whilst most people on their planes think they're the center, like no, it's yes. it's sigil. But no one plane is more important than the other. So you kind of mentioned that. And I quite like yeah. that idea that everything is yes. equally important. Um and then there's this uh, this idea of um this unity of rings. So there's a description of um the outer planes is like a great road or like a or the great road is like a band mm. and the planes are like gemstones along it. Mm. And I just like that idea that each of them are so beautiful and different and, and uh, but they're all connected in this one sort of unit of uh, of a ring in exactly. some way. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and then and then finally it's just this idea of rules of threes that there is there's always everything always comes in threes, which we were discussing about our next topic, obviously it's like, oh that comes up there again. This, it but does. 
yeah, three is always like a it's a, it's a they just talk about it in obviously uh, in most literature it's like a, a magic number and it's like mm. a, the power of three and the trife force and all that sort of thing. Yeah. You always see it everywhere. So it I just like... yeah, it's I, just really interesting, I guess, to have those sort of here's three things you need to know before going <laughs> sigil, and the final one is that everything comes in threes. So yeah, I like that. That's very good. <laughs> You're, you're obviously taking on the concept completely, which is very good. I do. Yeah. Got to read into these things. Got to read these. So then, um, well, let's start then with these okay. factions. So, what, what do we? So, I guess when we talk about factions, obviously, I know we've mentioned it being like a, a point of view of philosophy. Um, but is there any? Uh, I guess like, how many factions are there? Like, uh, is it just one or two, or is there a multitude? A lot of factions, and I can't remember the number off the top of my head. I think you mentioned it to me earlier, which is a sixteen. <laughs> It is a 16. I was about to go, it is 16. It is 16. But mm. that rule of three still works because one of them is not mm-hmm. a faction, if you know what yes. I mean. Which is, so it's 15 factions and one true independence. But we'll get to that. Mm. Yeah. And they, I think something that is similar to factions in Waterdeep is another thing that I just thought about as well. So there's a very mm. similar, like, like that. You, yeah, you not only have a philosophy, but you also can gain, if you want to play it fully, gain bonuses or benefits that relate to your position in the faction. So if you play Dragon mm. Heist, you can. There's a lot of stuff on that, and how you. Could, it's very similar, sort of like doing deeds will gain you benefits. That yeah, and favors and stuff. Yeah, like I guess if you got if you're with the Harpers or the mm. Zentarum yeah. or even like Gauntlet of the Order or, or or the Hand or whatever it's called. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I guess I. It's interesting. I didn't really see it as as such like that, but I guess because obviously because mm. that's obviously related to. I, even though I know these those particular factions or guilds operate throughout the whole Forgotten Realms, but that's still one plane. Yeah. Whereas all of these particular factions, they apply yeah. to, uh, like what's what do you call it? Um, they've got like the pri- uh, sort of the material plane, but then all the other planes as well. Like yeah. you could be a, a number, uh, a, one of the a part of one of these factions, but not be on. Uh, you could yes. be in the inner planes and stuff. So. Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm. And some of them have like their home. They have like they always take a plane of existence that's their yes. sort of main plane that sort of fits with their uh, feelings because all the planes sort of relate to the alignments and mm. then and then in that some of them like the harmonium which we'll come on to maybe they even have prime material planes of their own that they've inhabited and taken over in a sort of uh, planar empire <laughs> so it's not like <laughs> not just satisfied with taking over the world that they want worlds within these yeah so they've taken mm. over other prime material planes to, to do their bidding or what they absolutely wish. and yeah so and just just because i know we've not said it out loud we're we're, mm. we're looking at uh planescape campaign setting a player's guide to the planes yes. uh and that's where we're getting some all this information from but i'm sure like you were saying there was like all these other books related to that as well but it's where is. we're taking most of yeah. our information from if people want to go deeper i recommend the factoles manifesto you can get all of this on DM's Guild still, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's where I got them. So, yeah, but Factor's Manifesto, like, goes deep dive. Like, you get 10 pages per one. These are sort of mm. one-page sort of introductions to them. Yeah, and I, and I was saying before we started recording as well, just to mention here, that this is the first time when I was reading through um, a, fa- a fairly short uh, supplement, to be fair. Like, it's at, like only 36 pages, but... Mm. It's instantly, for me, the writing and the tone of it throughout. I was just saying to you, wasn't I? It's just mm. like... It's so accessible. Sometimes when I open the various tomes of D and D, I'm like, oh god, it's <laughs> it's double columns, really small writing. Zoom in, try not yes. to die, like from not boredom, but just like sometimes it's quite dense. Yes, it I was 
off topic, I was trying. I was looking at 3.5 edition recently yeah. to make a, a character for for a game someone wants me to play, in, and I just gave up because it was. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm sure that obviously I know 3.5. Some people really really enjoy it and stuff like that, but the the book is incredibly dense yeah. in places. But what I loved about this particular um, uh, supplement is that the writing of it. There is such a, a, a tone to it and there's such a voice for it. And it goes throughout as if, yeah. like we've talked about, like with uh, Volos and Mordekainen and even Tasha's, there, it was, it's like the guide or the, the person that the book is related to. There's not, uh, as far as I could tell, there wasn't someone that's mentioned here who's the writer of it. Yeah. But throughout the whole thing, there is this sort of tone. And it, it felt to me, I think I was saying to you, wasn't I, that it feels very Douglas Adams, Terry Pratchett, Neil Gaiman S, that sort of like yeah. whimsy, but uh, but also it felt very British, yeah. w- weirdly. There I don't I don't know. If, I don't know, if, I, I don't know if, I, if it was meant to come across like that, but it was just instantly something about it where I was like, it's like somebody talking to you in the pub, or, or you know what? It's like you were saying before about like high school and stuff. It's like someone sat you down. You're that. You're, you're uh, was it Carrie or whatever she's called from Mean Girls? And so goes, okay, here are all the all the people on the different tables. Here's yes, who you need to know. And it's just from that person. Yeah, it's just that person's point of view. Yeah, no, it's beautiful, and that's the great thing about playing I think it's why it's loved with a lot of people of that time, but even people who've got into. I've seen a lot of uh, people doing campaigns in it now as well but it has that mm. it's that uh, as i said it to you before it's like the elizabethan um uh, uh slang is all chatted uh, put around it so it's got words like the chant and you're all called burks and it and it's got a real it has its own character that's really yeah endearing to i think and you're right english is a really good like british sort of well i guess because the elizabethan but it's done in that sort of very it's very aware of itself self-aware and which it- is particularly our yeah. It, it's self-aware, but it's also not like how can I describe it? I don't think it's necessarily mean or depre- yeah. uh, or uh, or deprecating in any way. It just it's just it feels like I said it feels like you've met someone down the pub who's who's willing to show you about the town, but it goes don't go there, they're evil. Yeah, or, exactly. Oh, don't buy it. Don't, that's not where you get the best curry. You get it from this place. Very you know, that sort of fact, thing. and kind of treats you a bit like an idiot and is happy to do it in a sort of yeah. Yeah, it's treating you like an idiot or sort of patronizing you because they know best. And you're probably like, yeah, they probably do know best <laughs> at this. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think that's right. It's 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 a really nice thing to read, and I think it's just fun. As a, and why I thought it'd be good as well, like saying to you, other people's campaigns, just even having these thoughts about how people might understand the planes in these different ways could just come up. Yeah. Just might breed some ideas about that sort of sense as well. Like it reads it to you because you're clearly not from the outer planes and so it treats mm. you like an idiot because that's how they think of anyone who's a primer as they're called mm. or yeah an outsider uh so it's quite yeah, yeah. I th- you know that's very true as well because I, I, majority or i would say quite well probably 90 percent of most D campaigns will always happen on the material plane but mm. we've talked about in previous episodes about what if you know every so often you will go to a different plane mm. but like what if your characters are from a, a completely different plane yeah. like i i always love the idea of uh mechanus which is the one with the cogs and yeah. oh, I, so cool. It's just I, and every everything is average. Even giving damage is you could just do they just take average damage? Yes. I just think that's that hilarious. Is so <laughs> it is so great, and I love this societal structure. And you did you did a podcast on them, didn't you, Modrons? Particularly Modrons. Well, yeah. Oh, I, one day I'll do a full in depth yeah. case study about how cool Modrons are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are amazing. <laughs> they are pretty cool. 
They are, and I love um, just the the different. Yeah. So without going, oh, so you could just talk about all this stuff for ages. You see, you see what happens. This, yeah. this is why I warned you. It's like we have to cut each other off and be like, no, back to the thing. So, so let's. T- where would we yeah. start then? If we're looking at the factions, which one would you say? Let's start with this one Ooh, and go out. From okay. There. So well, I guess. Um, what would I start with? I mean, I think I would start with the ones that are the most nihilistic because that's just that's just more fun. The the there's a, there's because they're the sort of group into little groups of factions that sort of have similar mm. similar themes but are like different variants on the same theme. Um, mm-hmm. So we so we obviously have so then in that there's uh, the the key ones are there's the bleak cabal, right? So yes. it's not in alphabetical order. So the bleak cabal are basically misery in exile because they just believe there is no meaning to life right there's no meaning mm-hmm. to anything uh it's all a lie anything that you believe in is just bullshit it's just it's not just chaos for chaos's sake it's not lawful it's just random but not in the sort mm. of there are other people that are more chaotic this is more just pure neutral like true neutral there's nothingness uh, to, yeah. to this um, yeah, I love that. In, there's a line in it. It says, uh, "The multiverse isn't even a cruel joke because that would give it all meaning." Exactly. Like I like that idea. Like it's just like it's it's neither like it isn't, and yeah. so much of the times when we're not just doing D and D, but so much. Yeah, I've been in sessions as well when you're like, "But what does it mean?" You know, we've yeah. got all the pieces. You're like in your head as a DM, you're like doesn't mean anything please move on from the door (laughs) so so i I do definitely empathize this idea like there's just no meaning to it um you know whoever said reality had to make sense that's another line from this thing i just thought god that's so true i guess because we always search for meaning and purpose and stuff and i just yeah i just thought that was such a just out of the gate obviously picking the bleak cabal you're like oh wow actually what should there be meaning probably what if there what if people don't have meaning to it so yeah very interesting to start it is but weirdly um they also then end up being the people that run the uh, sanatorium as well, because oh. a lot of, well, because a lot of their people in their group, uh, uh, because they get so depressed, they end up just beca- I'm finding no meaning. Sort of end into this. There's a, there's a uh, I think in the other books there's a, there's a, a worry you can go mad from mm. it from being a member. Um, that nickname mm-hmm. is called the Mad Men as well. But then, <laughs> but what's lovely about them? I, and I said this to you earlier, and I love about it is, and it's not in this one, it's not mentioned in this, but in the other books, is that because they find no meaning, they just feel like the only thing to do is be generous, because there's no meaning to material worth, and there's no meaning to owning anything, so they don't really go for, if they have anything, they give it away, and they run soup kitchens, and they're just so like, so like, they're like, so they, even though they think there's no meaning, they're not, there's other people that have, their set of differences that they see like mm. with that then you might as well they sort of see it as in if there's no meaning outside then maybe there's something inside but they're not as strong as others mm. and with that let's make other people happy because <laughs> i love that as a, as, i love that as a, a default view it, none of it matters but might as well try and get by as much as we can yeah. like that's such a that's such a motto for our time I think. <laughs> yeah so, but, it's so true yeah yeah just like again just looking at the bottom paragraph of this for yeah. someone to join the cabal they have to got to do three things which is quit looking for meaning accept what happens and look inward yeah. so i again rule of three again but again i like that idea the first thing is stop looking <laughs> just, just, don't waste your time yeah exactly I, yeah and and accept what happens yeah, and, yeah that, that things do happen and it's it's not necessarily because you've done something or, or someone else has done something. Just just accept it. This yeah. is this is this is what's happening to you right now. Yeah. And then look inwards for, I guess, a guidance or purpose, which is what you're saying. Like, yeah. well, look inwards. 
what would I like to do well, in this situation? No even though it has no meaning. My, yeah, fun sort of thing. It's that kind of thing. Isn't yeah. it? It's that sort of like, but it's not hedonistic. It's just that's if mm. there's no if there's nothing. Why be bad? Just be good. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Oh, no, very good. Go. So if we were ju- jumping off from the bleak cabal, then where yeah. would we head off next, would so you then, say? Let's go, let's go the other side. Then there's the Doom Guard. <laughs> which is yeah. Kind of, there we go. <laughs> which then is like, uh, it's more, it is similar. They sort of see the meaning is entropy. Like they go, look, at what is it? They say, like, took a look around, everything's going down the tubes, you know, falling mm-hmm. apart, stopping, people die, rocks erode, stars fade, planes melt away. You know, so like, look around you it's all going to pot like why bother trying to fight it let it happen because mm. all of this stuff is leading to potentially something at the end that might be interesting that's maybe mm-hmm. you know because that's all that's that's anything that's constant and therefore mm. again you can so see this in like university someone you know going dude entropy is like everywhere <laughs> like we're all fated to die you know it's just there's no point yeah. In, yeah exactly in fighting it um but they mm. do fight in the other way in that mm. they are the armorers of um of sigil so mm. and uh there's a little thing that i've noted i noted from somewhere else is that they they arm both the demons and the devils because oh, think, interesting. Yeah, so they keep the blood war going because they don't want either mm. of them to win because that will create some sort of order. Uh, but mm-hmm. they just want them all to just kill each other off, basically, because mm. that will just destroy that. Mm. Um, yeah, so yeah. They're, kind of, they're sort of they're a bit crazy. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what they look for. So they're a bit more actively engaged in mm. making entropy occur. Yeah, I like, yeah, again, it talks about, like, uh, if, if someone builds a house, they don't tear it down. The, the house is going to decay at some point. So it's that idea that they won't necessarily act straight away. So, yeah, like I, the idea that they'll become armorers and stuff, but they're not, it's like an totally. indirect thing, isn't it? And, like, they'll, they, I kind of like that in a way. Yeah, so different to uh, the, the Black Cabal, just, mm-hmm. like, rather than there's no meaning in it, that, that death is the end and it will come for us. It reminds me so much of that film. Like it follows. I don't know if you've seen it. The sort of the horror. That, yeah. yeah, it's the sort of horror from that. Whatever this evil thing is, it's always following you, yeah. and it will catch up to you one day unless you pass it on. And that just yeah, it's always there's so many great shots of it, like of, of people just chatting, and then in the background you see somebody walking towards the camera very very slowly. It's, oh, uh, I don't like yeah. the sound of that. <laughs> <That's Yeah. awesome. laughs> but it's a bit like in. Um talking about books uh the mm. amber spyglass uh the <gasps> philip Pullman yes. with the death that's like outside the door and it's your friend mm. and it comes closer to you that's sort of, that reminded me of that a bit but yeah mm. no you're right and they, the thing about the house i liked is that they say but when you look at a house a house isn't new when it starts because that's a that's a tree that's been knocked down it's um stone that's been taken Ooh. from the quarry you know it's so even the house as new is is already things that have been taken from their original yeah, source. It's already yeah, the cycle of, yeah. of life and death and stuff like that. I hadn't even considered that. That's such a yeah, that's such an interesting thing that everything we use is gonna be reused and yeah, that cycle will ever continue and yeah, I like the that. Death of the ah. universe eventually. And there you go. Have fun. <laughs> no, I will. Oh. All right. So those are two very interesting ones. What would you say um, out of the rest of the factions? Is there one that strikes out as like something completely bizarre or different? Oh, and you're like, whoa. But, okay. What's the most... Oh, geez. What's the most bizarre? They're all pretty well, One you go... You go... What? I guess because obviously with all these factions stuff, obviously... Yeah. Um, it's, it's, all right. Is there one... I guess... I'll yeah. put it this way. Is there one faction where if a player said, I really want to play this, you go... Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, Mercy Killers. <laughs> Mercy Killers, <laughs> yes. excellent. Because, and, and as I've heard someone mention, it's not, they're not like, 
They're not mercy killers. They don't kill you in mercy. They want to kill mm. mercy, right? So mm. their whole theory is that um, judgment is every everything is about judgment, and mercy is only for the weak, all right? Mm. And it's just a ploy. So there are no extensions. There's no circumstances. There are there is just law, and if you do not follow the law, you die <laughs> or you punish for it, basically. And they mm. they come as part of a three headed factions of the lawmakers of the city so there's sort of like there's like the police which are the harmonium who mm-hmm. are sort of like the order keepers and they believe they're sort of like lawful they'd say they're self-lawful good but they're sort of good in the sense that you if you don't follow good you die <laughs> yeah but that get, kind of good yeah. yeah but it's like you must be good you must be ordered every order is the only you know peace is the only way to to mm-hmm. manifest better life uh and then you've got these governors which are the fraternity of order who do like the courts and they're just about knowledge mm-hmm. and creating laws the mercy killers are your lawful evil in a sense that you've you've broken the rule and you're mm. punished immediately and they go around they are the executioners and um and uh, i'm trying to think what, uh, what, yeah they they be themselves above the law and they're called the red death which is yeah so i wouldn't have i wouldn't really i mean unless you were really keen on that i don't think i'd have many players playing as a it's it's one of those things again just yeah looking at it now the idea that justice is absolute and perfect but it's got to be correctly applied and obviously that's what they do um for me i instantly got just because i've been watching lots of doctor who lately uh the jadoon the space uh rhino police who who um uh, again it's, it's okay if you don't see it, but essentially they'll go around and they'll they're trying to find they'll try and find whoever it is a suspect but if someone gets in their way of, of correctly applying justice they'll be like right dead you yeah. you know assault on a on an officer even exactly. though you don't try to stop yeah. them and all that sort of thing yeah. so yeah i've got strong uh Jadoon vibes but yeah it's i guess it's that sort of thing when you know when people first first start out role playing and of course this is where i do my staple like i don't want to yuck other people's yums like if you can play whatever you want, and I'm sure that's fine. Yeah. But uh, you know when people maybe play a paladin for the first time, or yes. or you know, and it's that's like, I am righteous, I am good, and then yes. it, you know, the rogue steals something, or you know, there's a little bit of backhanded, like oh, we'll just take this money and stuff, and that person doesn't deviate or doesn't role play or role plays so to the point where they've got because uh, in excuse me in paladins you have these the oaths and obviously they keep to the oaths and there's the various tenants which sort of is their own philosophy in a way about what uh, they fight for and if they don't necessarily if it these tenants are supposed to be vague enough so you can interpret it interpret mm-hmm. them but i find people who are just starting out are really they really stick to them yeah. and so it's very hard to just be like it's okay to, to you know it's okay like if they you know a bit of underhanded stuff you could say well i hope you're going to give that to charity rather than Yes. I don't know, killing the rogue. Yes, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I challenge you to compel Jewel. And that's it. Yeah, and you're like, oh no, no. Yeah. I think it's that also that sort of sense of like, yeah, with paladins as well as just remembering there's, I don't, I'm trying to think of a good example in, in media, but there's that sort of like, there are examples where it's, they, you are, should be aware that it's your oath and that mm. that part of the paladin thing should be kind of reminded, I try and do, that it's, Ooh. you've taken that oath. Which shouldn't necessarily so you and you know you're a part of the world and you know there are bad people so you're not necessarily going out your way to enforce that oath on others necessarily I guess mm. there's, there's obviously certain rules to that but I think I think that's how I try and try and make yeah. a paladin feel I I do like that as a way of interpreting because I guess because people assume like yeah is that sort of thing well these are my tenants so I must project them out but actually it's a way for you inwardly to look at I guess. 
uh, yeah, no, I like that. Just saying like, hey, you know, not everyone's going to follow it and that's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, you can be as, as zealous as you like on certain things, but at the end of the day, obviously it's a collaborative story. I, mean, kind of thing. But I like that idea. Them, just... I mean, they could judge them. Yeah. They could say, like, 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 I don't think that's good, <laughs> but yeah. you want sort of thing. Yeah. Oh. No, absolutely. Well, then let's go on to the, the other ones then. So okay. you talked about, so the, the Harmonium then. Yes. You yes. said they were like sort of the, the police force in a way. Yeah. So, yeah, they they sort of, want order they're sort of the guards of the city they're sort of that's mm. what they go around and just enforcing people making sure people are staying in line with the laws however they are written uh, which is generally the laws of it is just don't murder don't steal you know your classic you know uh, <laughs> classic laws classic <laughs> uh, classic laws <laughs> exactly but they um but on the other hand they are you know very much yeah they are the true paladin in that sense and that sense of what you're saying that there is a rule and if you break it you you are going to go into prison basically and mm. then you'll be dealt with by this other faction um and that yeah their their home is the is the jail and <laughs> uh they and as i said they've tr- they want this peace because they feel that peace is about the only time in which you can further knowledge because it's all about a lot of these people are about knowledge like uh, collation which is sort of Mm -hmm. a planescape theme um Mm -hmm. and so they but they've gone to prime worlds and overtaken them to enforce order where they found chaos on them and try to instill a peace and it sort of seems to they sort of put it in the other books a bit like it kind of works and people are sort of okay with it Mm. <laughs> you know but they're also under a massive empire which is probably not very good um yeah and yeah the only way to achieve peace is through war uh, yeah it, there is there's a bit at the top which, which got made me chuckle was like was it the secret of the universe it's simple uh it's just that the harmonian is always right yes uh, <laughs> it's that sort of like my way or the highway and that's mm. Like you said, like the, the they want peace, but only if it's their way. Yes. So there's a little bit of uh, they want to control it in some way, which I really loved as a, as an idea. It's like, well, peace is good, but only if we yeah. sort it out, and it's done through our methods and stuff. So I, I quite like that. It's almost sort of like it really. I don't know. It really says a lot about them. I guess it's like yeah, a, it rather like, like you said, like um, maybe with this sort of, you know, sort of like the free um, factions that are all about sort of the rules and stuff. I like this yeah. idea. It's just like. Well, we've interpreted rules in our way, in our favour. Yes. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do it like that. Exactly, and that actually that's the point with the three. So in the so then theirs is like we have a law and it's our law, and our law mm-hmm. creates order. The other one mm-hmm. is like a pure justice law is the function of law. So law is a like law of there is right and wrong, and you're punished for you know bad is punished, good is you know that's it sort of thing. So there's yeah. theirs is a. They are above the law, but theirs is a bit more purer because they're not trying to achieve anything beyond law itself, like uh, mm-hmm. delivering justice. But then the fraternity of order, who are the sort of courts, their idea of, of like law and knowledge collection is purely so that they can break laws by finding yes. loopholes. holes. So they're sort of yeah. they're just the three facets of how you could interpret lawful. And I think that's quite nice. As I said, like it helps you maybe get an understanding of how you could play with those alignments in a in a sort of mm. experience of a, of, a, of, a, of a faction. So that's sort of, mm. yeah, they're all about, uh, yeah, uh, the only point, the whole reason is to find loopholes in the multiverse so that they can control the multiverse and make it what into their own will, but yes. through, through the manipulation of law. So I guess it's like physicists wanting to figure out 
the meaning, like all the building blocks of the universe, so that we could maybe make our own realities. Like, uh, I guess it's there. Sort of. Yeah. No. I, I. Yeah. Learning the laws and then learn how to break them makes you the most powerful thing because it gives you that best advantage. I think that's yeah. such a incredible thing in a way. Yeah. Because obviously all the different planes have various different physics and different laws into themselves. Obviously, like for example, we talk, talked about mechanus, yeah. where everything is is uh, it's just like neutral and everything is completely average. Yeah. And obviously, I know uh, we talked about it before on the podcast. There, there is various uh, optional rules you can have about just becoming, just changing your alignment from that. So I love the idea that there is a group of people that l- look to these and go, okay, how can I put this to my advantage and all that sort of thing. I think, yeah, there's there's something in that, isn't there? Because it's it's almost a different kind of, um, mm. I'm a different kind of clever. That's not what I mean. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's that sort of bit more planning ahead and stuff but using the rules to their advantage is yeah. just a different way of looking at it so yeah i really like that for, um, for the, they sort of say yeah. a lot of them are wizards and i think that's a good thinking space to get into like we're saying the harmonious sort of paladins like sort of that sort of true paladin we were talking about that people mm. can get a bit stuck in whilst they're more mm. the wizards and i think of like caleb widogas sort of wizard that sort of like yeah i'm gonna find out all these bits of information so that i can manipulate reality uh, it yeah. sort of makes, yeah. So I kind of, yeah. Sort of and I, I just noticed, you know, because you were saying before about the primary plane of where you know this faction is, it is a mechanus, yes, where yes. everything aspires to be the perfect order. And I was like, oh, of course, of course, <laughs> silly, but yeah, I like that idea that yeah, that, that they're just on the big cog wheel. They just have all these yeah. wizards going right, <laughs> like just. <laughs> I've got these uh, these transcripts, these contracts from yeah. various things. Look what I found, and they're just talking yeah. over it. But but also, it, it, oh god, now I'm just imagining like a big meeting of wizards on Mechanus where everyone has monotone voice. Yeah. Everything is perfectly ordered. There's someone that's timekeeping. The yeah. uh, the Modrons come in with teas and coffees at various regular it. intervals. I want, I want see, uh, so cool! I think that would be amazing to go to. Oh, man. Yes. God, oh no, that'd be terrible. Like a Teams meeting, but on different planes. Like, <laughs> No, I'd just love to see it because it'd be like one of those uh, Swiss clocks, wouldn't it, basically? Oh, yes, you know, absolutely. The tea coming yeah. out of the doors, then they go away again. and Yeah, yeah, a constant order, just clicking yeah. along. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A really boring Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> yeah. That is so true. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we've, got, we've covered quite a few of them then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and you've obviously said, is there is there a particular one that we've not talked about that you're like, this is my favourite one? Oh, okay, favourite one. So mm. I do like I do like the so as as a as a lapsed uh, Buddhist uh, as I have been in my past, there's a couple of them that sort of fit with that sort of theory, and I quite like mm-hmm. them because of that. Um, so there's sort of uh, there's sort of th- again there's sort of three <laughs> again. Yeah, so there's perfect. and there are different types of uh, Buddhism that you could take into it. So a lot of these are based on sem- quasi-religious and religious yeah. themes as well as other like philosophies. But yeah, so there's the uh, the transcendent order, which is more mm-hmm. like the Taoists. They are sort of get rid of your thoughts it is all about action and immediacy and in instinct and so yeah in the moment isn't it yeah. Sort of, yeah and sort of that sort of you you and so their main place is the gymnasium and it's all about training and becoming you know freeing your mind your proper neo and morpheus yeah morpheus yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what they're all about and uh they have um a really cool uh, room in their main house, which is the as the gymnasium, which is a room where there is you float in like an infinite like uh, plane sort of space. It's sort of like mm. a set a demi plane they've created, and you go in oh, there, and oh. everyone takes time just to float in a in like a what do you call it? A, uh, those sort of chambers which have got no 
Oh, um, not anechoic oh. chamber, but the you know the one that yeah, Homer like goes a, into and trips yeah, out. Yeah, it's, it's like a it's like a sensory deprivation yeah, tank. That's or it. That's the one. Yeah, you they go. have one of those, oh. and you sort of meant to go in there and spend hours just trying to remove your your ability mm. to sense, like to have any senses, and just get to your pure inner inner yeah. thoughts. Again, just talking about the the writing of it as well. Yeah. There's a great, again, a great sentence here which goes. Problem is, some people start thinking and mess it all up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I just again, it's, it's just again, that sort of very down to earth. Like, look, the reason why people think like this is it messes up. It adds hesitation and doubt, yeah. and that's rubbish. We yeah. want to act on instinct. And I'm like. God, yeah, yeah. Thinking does it thinking does complicates things. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, is, it is very much. It is very much. Buy now, pay later. Though I kind of like that in the sense of like do it and yeah. I guess it, I don't know. Like again, obviously, it's only through reading this thing. It's like the idea is like yeah, be in the moment, act now. But me just being a very anxious person in general, I just it's always me that then goes. But what are the consequences if other people do this to me, yes. and I'm the one that's picking up all the bits and pieces? So obviously, I know that's not the point of this faction per se. But I just I just think about the other people. And go, oh my god, what have they done to the deprivation tank? Yes. Oh no, I've got to clean <laughs> yeah. this all up. <laughs> but you'd like, the, I guess, the whole point is that they 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 instinctually will keep it clean. <laughs> I guess. No, you just get the mod runs in. That's what you do for the day. That's what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, a modern cleaning service. I, I definitely could do with one around this flask, <laughs> <Yes>. no joke. <laughs> so that's that's sort of yeah. one then, because you yeah. talked about uh, two others. So yes, what are the others? The, the sort of the sort of semi flip side, but also similar is the Society of Sensation or the Sensates, which is yeah. obvious. They are just purely about the only way to experience and understand the universe is by experiencing as much as possible, um, and. And by doing more and more and tasting the wines of every plane and understanding it, you might just get a hint of what's behind all of it. What's the common thread? And mm. and that's how you will gain enlightenment uh, through that. I think they're seen a little bit as sort of just um, sort of uh, eyes wide shut, <laughs> if you know what I mean. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. But I think they're, they, they're, they're sort of less, I think I read that they're somewhere else, that they're more like, Epicureans than hedonists. Yeah, so that yeah, the uh, the pleasure, the idea of pleasure uh, yeah. to enrich oneself and stuff. Yeah, exactly. I definitely got that. Rather than um, it, like debased or bad or the pure Dionysian sort of uh, things. Yeah, def- yeah, it definitely doesn't go that far, does it? Yeah, yeah I, for me, I I see this instantly as the would-be social influencers on the, the Planescape Instagram. <laughs> yes. Like, yes, you know, 100%. Here's, um, oh, here's a sort of wine tasting on our vineyard in, in, in Italy. And you're like, oh, bastards. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, no, it, it is. They are, I think someone also called them, like at the times it was in the 90s and I was reading like a review from that time, like they're the yuppies of it as well. Like it's just really, like, yeah. yeah. Just get it, yeah, I can so see them. Here's me at Makana selfie, <laughs> you know, with the Madrons. Ha- you know. Hashtag sensation, yeah. <laughs> sensation. Here I am sliding down to get Henna, 45 degrees, yay. <laughs> It's like extreme sports for the sensates, yeah. No, hundred percent. And it is like, yeah, like you said, it's like uh, it says here, like the uh, being's got to savor the intensity and explore the complexity. Don't just guzzle it; find yeah. all the flavors within. So it is that, yeah. It's not like hedonistic to the point where you're a glutton. glutton it is yes. about trying things and almost like making notes and going, yeah. oh, this and this. But yeah, it's, it's, I, I definitely recall from like when I first started working at uh, my work, there was somebody who was like. Uh, they're asking me where would I go on my first 
paid holiday. And I was like, oh, I'm not so sure. He goes, oh, let me tell you all about Marrakesh. And I was subjected to almost like a 30 minute of stuff. And I was like, I'm all right. <laughs> but obviously they knew so much about it. And obviously they'd been traveling and yeah. stuff like that. But there was, it did feel a very privileged conversation that I was, I, I didn't, consent to i guess <laughs> Fine. by the way i recommend morocco generally it's one of my favorite countries just want to put that out mm. there for if anyone has it doesn't need me to tell you that but it's uh no it's it's one of those things i i would love to go but it was just it was just worth no, it let me tell you yeah. all about it and they yeah. just went and they just gave and I was you like, too much detail and yeah yeah. yeah definitely but it's yeah it's one of those things where i was like uh yes but it's one of those things where someone hypes up something for you so there you go i will never watch it for like five years yes. and then you come back to it and then you go that was really good mm. and then you tell them they're like well why didn't you watch it at the time you're like oh you spoiled it for me so, so yeah because you told me 100 percent, i'm with you and that you can imagine these people being quite annoying to be around potentially as you said that sort of yeah mm. yeah i can imagine trying to tell you how to eat your food and you're like i just want to eat this pie and chips i'm okay thank oh, you oh my goodness <laughs> of course yeah you're right they wouldn't less it's not necessarily being like a fussy eater per se yeah. but it'd be like you have to oh, so open the oyster like so yeah. and then you have to swallow it like this and then you know, yes, gurgle well, it around yeah. your mouth and get all the flavor. Oh yeah, my god! Exactly. Oh. You're just not doing it right, and you're just like, oh, just fuck off. Okay, I just want to drink my wine, right? So, I love the yeah. I love the idea. Have you have like the 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 black couple yeah. and someone from the yes. from the sensation? Just like, there's no meaning in this. No, just try it. You'll find something. Yes. No, there's no meaning in yes. this. <laughs> well, you can just imagine just looking at each other in complete disdain and just like. You just got it so wrong, you know. I, that's what's great about them as well, because this this city, and that's what I when I've done a Planescape campaign, is that you, you just got to try and you can have these really enjoyable moments when these factions meet, and how how they can just look at each other with that sort of humour of just like mm. very aware of each other and just obviously thinking they're all idiots. Each other is yeah. Um, but every, but everyone it, it's almost like, like you talk about like a sort of a balance in a way that no one faction is necessarily important mm. than the other they just have all their different views and stuff and whilst they'll probably have like like you said like some judgments on other people yes it's it all works like because it's all very different so there's always a place for everyone i think 100 so, exactly yeah. all right so uh so that was number two right yes. of that one is there yes. one more yeah there is that? and they sort of flip between two but there's sort of the sign of one which is that every mm. individual is 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 unique and uh that is that is what makes the universe great is actually the yeah. uniqueness of every individual and mm -hmm. um and that uh and that they also uh believe that um i think they, that uh that each individual person is the center of their universe and the universe yeah. and so mm -hmm. and the universe is only created by their imagination and there's that yes. funny line that uh they say they go so exactly who is imagining the universe well that part even the scientists don't know for sure one of them is <laughs> they can't agree on which one <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> but um but the safest bet is just to fall in with their faction because any signer could be the source of everything so you know maybe it's a safe bet because they one of them is probably the center of the universe and you're there how interesting i like that yeah. yeah it's very much like um oh and this is my where my philosophy degree is going to let me down but there's like the um 
I think, therefore I am. Yeah. I do that. As, as soon as you think about something, you have exist, you are, you exist and that sort of thing. That's mm. sort of very, very philosophical on that. So I did like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without the self, the multiverse ceases to be. And yeah, yeah I, it always reminds me of, there's that quote, it's like, don't be the NPC in your own story, <laughs> that you are the hero. And, yes. and this is, applies to real life, obviously, as well. Mm. But like, you know, don't stand by, make the choice, do the things, mm. you know, because it, it, it's your world and you'll only live in it you know, once or, or if you're reincarnated, all that sort of yeah. thing, but you should make the most of it. Very similar to the, the previous mm. ones. But yeah, I just, yeah, something about that idea that <laughs> you don't know which one it is. So just, just believe them. Just just believe all of them. Yeah, one of them will be it. Be fine. And it might be you. You never know. So. You never know. Exactly. And they also believe that they can uh, adapt the world based on their thoughts alone. So there's that sort of, um, it's it's not hours of visit, but it's a, I can't remember which term it is, but it's that sort of, um, like the secret. Do you ever hear about the secret? That, yeah. No. That's, what's oh, what's that? So my mum had it. I think it, it's like a little uh, video that went around, which is like you can put thoughts out into the world and they'll come back to you. You know. So you sort of say like, oh. "I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be rich." And if you put out, "I'm going to be rich," you'll become rich or whatever mm-hmm. sort of thing. And it's one of those sort of like if you put good thoughts out and then you you can manipulate it. And it says that uh, yeah, you better be. It says. Um, uh where is it yeah um better be nice to scientists because they just might decide to imagine a body right out of existence don't think it can be done maybe not <laughs> then a bashers for fool to take the risk lots of folks disappear without a trace and more than a few are enemies of the signers so makes one think doesn't it <laughs> you know that's kind of... i love that again that the tone of the writing through there is like that almost sort of whispering like well I don't know, you know, sort of like whispering in the boat. I love it. Oh. Yeah, they probably should, you know, maybe you know, some people do disappear, you know. <laughs> it could be... Could be. That's sort of yeah, the paranoid conspiracy theorist, like, well, wait a minute, and then just yeah, I love that. Yeah, you're, you're thinking so much, like I, I, I think, therefore I am, and they go, but yeah. what if I don't think? What if somebody? Else? Oh, um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I was just thinking. Uh, oh God, has it just gone from my head? It probably has. Um, now nah, it's gone from my head. I'm sure. I'm sure it was very important what I was thinking of, but it was something to do with like that thinking and existing and stuff. But yeah. anyway, but you said right at the beginning of this. Obviously, we've got sixteen of them. We've covered yes. quite a few of them. We are. You, you said one of them doesn't really count or isn't part of it. Which oh, one yeah. is that? So there's the. They're called the Indeps or the, the Free League. So they are the independent. And I think you said earlier that uh, that one of them was uh, the sort of example of our life there's no meaning and that which was the bleak cabal i think you said but i mm. think these are actually more what i see as the world we live in today which is that okay because it's sort of um nobody's got sure it's sure to the key to the truth so it pays to just keep your options open you mm. know just uh you know maybe the multiverse is lost maybe it's as the others say maybe it's not doesn't really matter it just like we can change our minds you know let's just go with the flow and um We'll believe what we'll believe, and 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 one day we'll believe something else the other. And I don't mean that's completely everyone's like that, but it's that sort of sense that they're an open individual society of like everyone's allowed to believe what they want to believe, and let's just sort of mm. accept that and all be. But we're not strongly one side or the other. We're mm. just sort of all kind of maybe they're right, maybe there's a god, maybe there's uh, enough, maybe there's reincarnation, maybe there's this. I'm not quite sure. So why don't we just all group together and be friends? And I kind of... Oh, yeah. So that's what they kind of do. Uh, they kind of made a faction because if you're not in a faction, you're sort of a bit alone in the city. So that's what they mm. do. And um, and they sort of 
yeah, it sort of says no one tells them what to do. They all kind of work for anyone. Uh, they'll take the piss out of anyone and sort of and sort of go with the flow kind of thing. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, again, this again thinking about that writer's voice and stuff we talked before. This this one particularly does feel very Monty Python esque. Yeah. Like they like, they all sort of fashion where they would like you know take the piss out of certain uh, topics of the time and stuff like that. And yeah. I, it's interesting, yeah. Like I guess it's like when you see factions screaming that you know they're all wrong. They keep pulling us in different directions, blah, blah blah blah. And it's just like, yeah, just it's time to change. You know, we'll we'll break free, etc. And just let's just let's work it out together. But yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, what's I, necessary at the time we'll use <laughs> to make it work, sort of thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I weirdly, I've just remembered what we were talking about before right. uh, when because you're talking about the the secret and this idea that you know you, you yeah. put thoughts out into the world. So we we talked off stream about this, but the um the artist way by Julia Cameron, um, which was like a a twelve week. Uh, it said a uh, way to unblock, unblock your creative pause, but definitely a self-help book. I'll say that now before everyone goes, it's a self-help book. Um, <laughs> but one of the things it talked about was the idea of serendipity. Yeah. So if you said, like, I really want to do uh, something with D&D, &D. Yeah. I, I, want, I want to run a D&D &D game, maybe something yeah. as, as, as simple as that. And then what the universe will do, it will hear it, and then it will present you with an opportunity. But you yourself have to identify yeah. that opportunity to do it. Yeah. And... Is that moment of a go? Oh, I see an opportunity. There's lots of people going. Oh, we want to run. A, we want. We want to play regularly on Thursdays when no one's around. And you're like, I could do that. And if you if you recognise it, then you should go for it. There's a sort of leap at that yeah. chance now. Um, I seriously it, believe that to be true, though. I'm kind of with you on that belief. That is my personal belief. Really. I I I, th I think what I try and do with all my things is that if I want to do something, I'll put it out into. I'll, I'll, I mean, we'll have opportunities. Obviously, like yeah. Dragon's Jewel was an opportunity for for me. I was like. Yeah, I've got time to do it. And I, I was like, at the time going, I need to do more collaborations and stuff. And I was like, all I can do is just go, hey, let's <laughs> let's sure. let's do this. And then and then look at us now, you know. So yeah. there, I think there is there is definitely some bits to it. But it's it's and I I would also argue going back to the idea of a rule of three, I I think it comes in threes as well. So I've noticed definitely opportunities where I've got oh that's a second opportunity in, in as many days there'll be a third one or something like that but that, that that's my own yeah. philosophy actually that's, thinking about it this idea of serendipity you know if you want something the universe will hear you and present you an opportunity to get it mm. you just have to recognize it as I think that's right i think someone might argue and i i agree with it and i think there's i don't know what's at work I'm oh I, i'm sure i'm sure it's a lot of hooey at certain times <laughs> no, like it'll be ridiculous think, no but i think no i totally i think there is something to, to it i just think that, i think they also like there is like yeah, if you, I think the the beauty of it is that if you just put yourself out there, there are there's mm -hmm. so much out there already, and so many other people wanting to do the same thing. Because there's so many of us, and we're so lucky to have mm. the world we have that we can um, we can just like find people who want to play D and D on any day, absolutely, week, exactly, and all that stuff. So, absolutely. but yeah, no, I totally agree. I think there's there's truth into it. There's truth to it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. my that's the, that's what's great about this as well. Reading these is you kind of see your own philosophies in it and you kind of pick yeah. them up and that there's something nice about sort of what like seeing how that works into other ways i guess yeah i, I guess yeah with all with the whole sort of uh planescape uh supplement looking at it obviously obviously there's there is a bit of history about obviously the other planes and stuff like that and obviously uh how to create characters for these planes and stuff, mm. some really good advice on that and i think what's nice about this it's like you said it is a deep dive into some history written in a certain way mm. but it's also at the end of the day it makes you think to me when you're building your own adventures or your own homebrew stuff. It's like, would you? It's like it's one of the things. Where like, oh, you should put factions in it. It's not. Of course, they're going to be even if it's just like uh, I don't know, the farmers versus the fishermen, yeah. or, or you know, opposing views, but don't have to necessarily lead to violence. Yeah. I, I, 
hadn't considered it before when creating, say, a town or, or, or anything like that. So it's, I think this, this supplement's been really interesting because these, again, it's, it's all it is is points of views. It's not necessarily like one is better than the other or is necessarily corrupt or, or has a big influence on the, the monarch or something like that. So it's been a really interesting read. I guess if you were going to put, well, I'm sure you have put factions and stuff into yeah. your own Planescape campaign. So is there, a, is there anything you would advise to people who are going to going about to do this, like to add factions or to have uh, yeah. players I, introduce factions to their campaigns? I think the one thing in, that you picked up on, like if you wanted to take the ideas of them but not like directly use Sigil and those factions, is that I think they're quite a nice way to create, as you said, like maybe religions or or theologies mm. in your own uh, campaigns or and or, and or to create because they're a bit more like that and some of them are a bit more just law about like have a, a, a law-based function which you mm. could use to try and help you understand how the guard might work in that city or something but i think you could yeah. try and make bring them in in that sense more the sort of here's a theology that's not related to a theology that directly that you know mm. and gives you a way to have a lot of a lot of morals that they might own and uh, and and benefits and boons that you might want to gain from that and gives you theories on how they might work well with different classes so that could be mm. an interesting way the other way is is if you wanted to make your own homebrew campaign having if you wanted to make it have this sort of philosophical edge then mm. then you could take these directly uh, mm. the, the third way let's go with the third way is if you're just struggling with alignment and just use mm. these as a different way of using alignment uh, choice yeah. to sort of say, when you look at these factions, which one sort of defines your character's belief system the most without it being religious or good or evil? It's kind of yeah. those terms. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, I think they would probably go with this. And then you'd say, well, actually, that's probably a true neutral or that's probably chaotic evil. Yeah. But it kind of helps you define it without it being these just amorphous terms of good bad you know that's kind of thing yeah i think that's such a good point as well yeah sometimes because again one person's definition of good is not necessarily an over objective version of good so yeah i think that's so true and yeah with all the stuff recently with tasha's i I know i always mention tasha's in every bloody episode but the talk about you don't need alignment and then people like well what can i do for that and i know like i said like we've talked i talked briefly before about paladin oaths with, uh, with the tenants and stuff like that. And that's one way of being. But I think, yeah, having philosophies mm. that you, I mean, if you read into it, you probably go, oh, I I think interpreting that, that is, like you said, a true neutral or a, a more lawful character. Yeah. So you don't have to necessarily pigeonhole exactly. things. So, yeah, I think I think that's such a such an interesting idea. So having that idea of, of, of factions, which isn't like necessarily a, like you said, a religious order or maybe a, a physical guild, perhaps. It, it is just, it is just a, a, a way of life that is just sort of, hanging over people i guess yeah. So, yeah like it might be the, the just the way this town believes the world like like the mm. one we haven't talked about which is the athar which are the they believe, yes they believe the gods are all just they're just mortals that are just super powerful because yes they know that if you go hey uh this guy dave's a really good cobbler you know and everyone goes he's probably the god of cobblers and everyone starts believing he's the god of cobblers he will become the god of cobblers in in D. <laughs> So that's so like that's the thing. So you could make if you could make Dave a co- the cobbler god from yeah. from just believing in it, then then can't everyone be a god? Uh, I, I love that idea. Like it, again, very Monty Python. He's not the Messiah. Yes. He's a very naughty boy. Exactly. Yeah, a hundred percent. And uh, yeah. 
And so, but I, I, just to pick up on that as well, that you're saying like that, like a whole town believes it. That's the idea that you could literally, it doesn't have to be the individual character, but it could be a whole town adopts this sort of philosophy, yeah. which again, it's such yeah. a great way to get the motivations for it. So the main yeah. majority of motivations is this, but also there are some fringes and people who, yeah. So again, just, yeah. So just thinking about it when you're building your town stuff, like having an idea of, of philosophy, it doesn't have to be very fleshed out. It could literally be one or two lines why or even do just they, and why do they believe it like why why Ooh. do they believe that this that the, the gods are not real like what have what's happened to this town that gives them that belief it's yeah. like someone had is one that did they have a hero that that fought a god and killed it or they or he or the god just ignored them completely with the harvest year after year and so they just thought oh, they're full of crap and, yeah, just, and they just become jaded yeah, yeah absolutely yeah or, i don't know so it could be i don't know they're just kind of an interesting ways of doing it i guess yeah yeah absolutely well unfortunately hamilton i'm so sorry we've oh, run out of time oh we've talked i know we've talked for like a whole hour on this oh, but it's been absolutely i know but it's, but i think obviously like we've covered only like a bare fraction of it there are so yes. many other factions oh bare fraction of a faction yes. sorry <laughs> Oh, um, but obviously, I, I highly recommend uh, having a look at a player's guide to the to the planes. Uh, really interesting. I, again, I hadn't really considered the idea of this sort of having a, philosoph- a philosophical background to your character, and it just it just adds a little bit. So yeah, thank you for introducing me to that. Really, really, really interesting. No read. Yeah. Great, so yeah. I guess just to round us off, Hamilton, um, why don't we signal boost whatever you're doing? Let's <laughs> look at that. Okay. What are you uh, doing? What, what, what have doing? you got coming up? What have I got coming up? Uh, so I, I do Dragon's Duel, as I said. It's a D&D game show where I take contestants through six rounds vaguely related to the six ability modifiers to score points to a unique character every week. Uh, that's what we do. We are on twitch.tv forward slash dragons underscore duel and you can find us at dragon's duel one word on Twitter and you can find me at my Twitter handle, which is down here. Um, and so we've just come to the end of season two of the actual game shows. So we had seven this year. I know that sounds like not a lot, but because it's so difficult to organise so many people, because they're all guests. Yep. We've had mm-hmm. though fantastic people like D&D Beyond, uh, uh, podcast, the, the, podcast, the Dungeon Initiative, we've had Paradise mm-hmm. RPG, we've had uh, Check These Out, uh, so many amazing, I can't think of all of them off the top of my head, the Cast Die, yeah. uh, Cast the Die, I always say the Cast Die. Uh, anyway, get it wrong, <laughs> way around. But um, so we come to the end of that, and now we're taking all these crazy, wonderful creations on a series of one-shots, mm. uh, which will be starting in September. The first weekend of September, I think, is September the 4th, correct? Uh, I, yes, <laughs> right, that I is on, right. I Saturday, <laughs> it is, I know it is. Yes, got it. Yeah. hooray! Saturday, yes. September 4th will be the first one of those. I think by the time this comes out, there will also we're doing some backstory shows. We're making backstories using Ooh. a really cool card system i found uh which just gives you like uh prompts for backstories oh uh, i love that yeah which is really good and we did we did the first recording of that and the first one that's coming out uh set, set uh the 28th i think so you might see that before this comes out but yeah that's that's what we're doing and then we're going to take a break and we've got some cool other funky stuff we're going to be doing whilst we're in break with potentially really? someone on this show what's <laughs> not me so who oh. could that be <laughs> Who yeah. could that be? Yes, I know we've got. Uh, yes, yeah. I don't know if you can talk about it just now, but yeah, I've been. Very, I'm very excited. It's an, yeah. a brand new system to me, and yeah. just talking about world building for that has just been like oh, very, very exciting. Yes. But yes, 
I will, I'll, I will just round off by saying my name is Fiona. Uh, I run the What Am I Rolling podcast, which going? is a twice month. Yeah, it's going very well. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get it in there. So. Get in, get in. Uh, it is a twice monthly RPG one shot podcast. Uh, as Hamilton asked, it is going very well. Um, Bluebeard's Bride is currently going out just now. Um, I've got actually my own other backstory um, episode. I think it's coming out after that. And we've I've just. I've been talking about it for ages, but I've just finally edited the Warhammer one-shot way back from January when we recorded it. It's now finally done, and I just need to put it out. Um, it just, it's a very exciting. really enjoyed it. It was um, our friend, uh, well, Chris from Darker Days Radio, who's they do all the sort of the uh, Warhammer, uh, Graph and Glory and all that sort of thing. And it was very good for him to come on onto my podcast and realize that everyone on, on my podcast has no idea about Warhammer, really? apart from one person. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Okay, I've got like white dwarfs all on this wall. I was going to say you you said at the beginning you like you've got your own sort of thing, so oh, I'm sure you'll enjoy that episode when that comes out. But I guess until that time, we will be. And uh, no, I can never end it. Uh, just, <laughs> just, I, I always just go. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. All right, I'll yeah. do that. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, we will be back next week with a brand new episode. So, uh, as Hamilton says, love you, bye, bye, bye. bye.